Hey, what's up, everybody? Have I told you about Anchor yet? If I haven't, it's where this podcast that you're about to listen to was recorded. Now, Anchor is re- really the easiest way to make a podcast because they have recording and editing tools right on the app for you. They help you out with distributing out your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, just about any platform you can think about. And guess what? They even help you out with making a little bit of money on the side with your podcast. And if you're really interested in it, Go check out the anchor.fm site, or you can even download the app right off of your App Store or Google Play Store. Go check them out. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the West Coast Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Frias Guzman. And just welcome everybody on today. It is a Wednesday morning. It is October 5th. I'm only about 16 days away from my birthday, but October 5th, 2022. It is early, early in the morning. I'm trying to get this up before everybody kind of gets on their morning commute for the day, before everybody gets going for the day. Uh, so just hoping that I catch this for everybody in the morning and for all the and for, for the whole day, really. <laughs> But I uh, just wanted to um, record this podcast. I know that I've been trying to go and get more consistent. I feel like I'm going to find a way to make that happen here moving forward. Uh, but just to get right into here and into the whole into the whole podcast here, guys, and just to go in and let you guys know what we're going to be talking about here. Going to be giving you a quick update on the on the Raiders, on the Lakers, as both of them um, have been having some things going on. Lakers actually already started their preseason. I'll talk to you about what I ended up seeing, what I liked about the team, what I'm still having some questions about, so on and so forth. We'll also talk about the Raiders as they ended up just coming off of a victory on Sunday against the Denver Broncos. And then we'll talk about everything anticipating the Monday night game going up against the Chiefs. So guys, just to get right into it here, we need to need to also as well talk about the Dodgers. We'll be finishing up everything at the very, very end, but just to go right into it here, guys, the, well, I guess we'll start off with the Lakers since they just started off their, their season. So preseason just started for the Lakers. They ended up losing and unfortunately pretty badly to the Sacramento Kings. Now, it was something that was kind of expected. So for those of you maybe who didn't watch the game and just look at the score, you're going to be like, damn, what happened with the Lakers? You know, maybe they were doing bad from the entire beginning or from the very start of the game and this and that. But that's not the case. I'll tell you guys that right now. Now, (laughs) So um, the game, it was really a tale of two halves. I know it's a really cliche kind of a thing to go and say, but it really was just a tale of two halves. Uh, they started off really, really great. Uh, the, for the most part, the starters played a lot of minutes um, when it comes down to, well, maybe not all of them. LeBron Pillar played so many minutes, but um, pretty much after the first half, all the starters, you know, you had uh, Russ, Pat Bev, you had AD, LeBron, you had all these guys, Austin Reeves, they all sat down. Uh, you had a few guys, um, I mean, Austin Reeves played a little bit in the second half, but you had like guys like Scotty Pippen, Scotty Pippen Jr., out there running the show, um, you know, you kind of saw that the, the the game plan or the system that Darvin Ham, the new head coach of the Lakers, um, has been wanting to implement. For those of you guys maybe um, are not following the Lakers, or um, I really haven't recorded too much explaining all this, but Darvin Ham wants to run a four-out, one-in system, similar to what the Milwaukee Bucks were running. Now this system is going to make it a a little bit easier people think that of having a five out defense where you have all five of your players on the three-point line or near the three-point line 
makes it a little easier for driving lanes and opens things up maybe for shooting or maybe for yeah maybe for shooting but not necessarily for driving lanes um, it's kind of been known that four and one out kind of makes it a little bit easier especially if you're having that big center closer to the basket then you kind of put them away from the basket driving in like that and then kicking out to somebody makes it a little bit easier to get those wide open shots or sometimes you actually can get a pretty easy drive to the basket especially having some guys like lebron james especially having a guy like anthony davis who who crew not not creates but well yeah i guess he creates a lot of an advantage from being down low um, a lot of attention is put on him especially when he's there because it only takes like one maybe two steps and he's already at the basket uh, Russ Westbrook, he's another one of those kind of players. He loves driving lanes. He loves being able to use that that strength, that speed, and that agility to be able to go ahead and, and either get a nice layup, get something at the basket. And he's still a very capable passer, similar to LeBron, where he's able to go and spray that ball out all throughout the court. Um, you have actually a lot of ball handlers. One of the guys that I've been really excited to see, I've been excited for this guy ever since he first joined the Lakers. And that was almost two years ago now. Um, that's Kendrick Nunn. He unfortunately missed the, the whole offseason or the whole season last year, um, all due to a, a, bone, a bone bruise in his knee or something like that. Uh, he looked really good when, when it comes down to it. He's a legit three-level scorer, so he can score at the basket with uh, layups. Dunk, well, layups typically he has a lot of he has a lot of uh, nifty tricks and everything to be able to finish around contact. He is a great mid-range shooter, which you don't really see nowadays a lot. He's a great three-point shooter as well, which we all know that that's kind of where the the league is at now. You can't be a three-point shooter or you can't be an NBA player without being able to without being able to make some three-pointers, you know. So uh, Kendrick Nunn is definitely a player that I'm excited to go ahead and see. He, I don't know, it's just the type of game. And also as well, his um, his attention to detail when it comes down to the um, to the defensive side. You get, he's, you really, he really gets lost in there because he is a smaller guy. He is, he is a point guard um, kind of size kind of player. But um, he has that similar kind of, kind of style of like Dennis Schroeder in a way. He's uh, very quick. He's able to get, he never lets his man get by him or if he is he's staying right there with him right next to him uh he's um you know very capable defender when it comes down to it so it's really going to be interesting to see where his level of, of of defense is going to be especially with having so many great defensive players along with him we have especially having a guy like anthony davis who he's i don't want to compare him to anthony davis or, or compare anthony davis to or you know i don't want to mix the two the two up but bam out of bio with the uh, miami heat He's a very similar-ish kind of player, and you get to see that they're going to be able to run some similar actions when it comes down to Kendrick Nunn and Anthony Davis, similar to what he was running with Bam Adebayo. Uh, some handoffs when it comes down to it, you actually got to see a little bit in that preseason game. So if you haven't seen it or if you didn't see any highlights, maybe go check out some of the highlights on YouTube or something like that. Or if anything, keep an eye out for today's game. Uh, today's game is going to be against the Suns. I really don't anticipate the Suns maybe putting out a lot of their main guys or anything like that. The um, the the Kings actually did all of that. They put their main guys out there, especially even for the second quarter. But hey, this is a team that's really not expected to have much. I mean, 
what they were saying that if they hit 40 games or 50 games win then they're that they're gonna they're gonna consider that a, a plus like a double plus <laughs> so i mean you get to see kind of like where those where everybody where that team's expectations are now the suns with everything that's going on with them you really don't know what kind of a team you're gonna expect especially in preseason when it's really not that important i guess so to say but uh we'll see what happens with all that uh overall my findings here guys i know a lot of people have maybe have questions about lebron and, and so on and so forth we'll kind of save that for another podcast but i want to let you guys know if you're really looking closely at lebron especially in preseason you're not going to like what you see because lebron's going to take it easy he's not really going to go ahead and put out his full his full effort or anything like that i really doubt that he's going to do anything close to that um, it's been known, especially in his last, I don't know, like four, five, six seasons, especially since he's been, his, especially since he has been with the with the Lakers. He hasn't really looked to exert so much energy, especially in the preseason, especially in the first couple uh, weeks of the season. But for the most part, you get to see that he still has some of those, you know, some of those moves. He's still able to move quickly. He looks actually a little bit slimmer, if you ask me. Maybe it was maybe it was a reason or, or around that or something like that. Uh, but we'll talk more about that. We'll talk about how AD looks. We'll talk about how LeBron looks and everything and so on and so forth. Uh, just really quick here, guys. Wanted to just uh, mention the, the, the Raiders. Uh, I know it's a really bad transition going from the Dodgers over to the Raiders. I really want to find a way to be able to make this a, a smoother tra- transition. But just to get off of the uh, the Dodgers here and to move on to the or sorry, just to get off of the Lakers and move on to the Raiders. And we'll finish up here shortly with the with the Los Angeles Dodgers. So with the Las Vegas Raiders, guys, it still trips me out that I've said Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, so actually, this game against the Broncos, I was actually, I mean, we were celebrating my mom's birthday. Went to, going, went to dinner and everything for her. But uh, we had a chance um my my cousin anthony or my cousin's son anthony ended up uh, offering two tickets um to the game so it was absolutely incredible that i was had the opportunity but you know wanted to make sure to go out to dinner for the mom and it for my mom and everything but uh, uh definitely excited to go ahead and go to a game hoping that this is going to be the season that, that um that i'll be able to go to a game maybe with the wife with the family to my dad and everything and um just to get right into the game though though guys are to talk about the raiders they ended up coming out with a pretty nice victory. What was it, 23 to 20 or 32? Uh, ended up getting what nine point victory or something like that. It was it was overall a good game. It was hard fought. You got to see that the guys really grinded it out, you know, in order to get that victory. Um, defense came up big. Um, Amik Robinson had that uh, fumble recovery that turned into a, a six points when it came down to it. Uh, Josh Jacobs really got things going when it came down to the run game. He really was that spark of energy that the team needed from the very get-go. You got to see that the team, they didn't just play one half. You know, they didn't play two quarters. They didn't just show up for the first half and not show up for the second half or vice versa, you know? Especially if you've been keeping up with the games, you know, that Chargers game, they showed up for the first half, didn't show up for the second half, or I think it was vice versa. And then it was the exact opposite for the that Cardinal game. You know, they ended up whooping them 20 to 0 in the first half and then ended up letting them score 29 unanswered points. Absolutely ri- ridiculous. Now, this uh this game against the Broncos, it was absolutely sweet because you know that the Broncos were tied up at first with the uh, with the Chiefs and then we got the Chiefs coming up this week. 
if we can get a victory against the Chiefs, that would be absolutely amazing. Um, you get to see that the Chiefs, they're not invincible. You know, the, the, you obviously see that they have a lot of potential, that they have a lot of talent on that team, especially just going off of QB number one with Patrick Mahomes. But there's a lot of other great players on that team. Their defense is no joke when it comes down to it. But you really are just kind of hoping that the Raiders can somehow figure out some sort of way to to lead them to, or to get to a, a victory when it comes down to it. The, <clears throat> the main thing that I wanted to go in and just talk about with the Raiders is that you're starting to see that the things are starting to come together. You're starting to see that the plays are looking a little bit more in sync. You're starting to see that the players are getting things figured out. You know, you're you see that the offensive line is looking a little bit better. You're not seeing so many different players, so many different numbers showing up on that offensive line. Uh, it seems like now they have something at least that's going to be somewhat solidified. I guess we'll see what happens this uh, this Monday going up against the Chiefs. But it looks like it's going to be Colton Miller. Then you have, God, I can't remember his name. Uh, left guard, you have, I, I believe he's a rookie, if I'm not mistaken. Then you have Andre James, right and center. Uh, now that he's back from uh, concussion protocol. Oh, plus, I'm, I'm going to give you guys a quick little side note on something that I heard today. A it's pretty alarming um, or it's pretty crazy thinking about it. So just some NFL news. Uh, but you have uh, Colton Miller, left tackle. I can't believe I forgot the left guard's name. Uh, center Andre James. Then you have Dylan Parham on the right tackle. And then you have Thayer Munford Jr. on right tackle. Or did I say? Or Dylan Parham on right guard. And then Thayer Munford on right tackle. It's looking like that's going to be pretty much the... Um, offensive line moving forward you got to see that Chandler Jones on the defensive side on the defensive line got to go in and apply some pressure got to go in and get you know Russ Russell uh, Wilson moving a little bit here and there not in that game you're hoping that maybe he can do he, he and Max Crosby can go ahead and produce some of the some of the similar things that they ended up doing you know with uh, Patrick Mahomes on Monday uh, the Raiders actually ended up signing Oh, God, I can't be. I can't, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, guys. I was so ill-prepared when it comes down to, like, some of these names and everything. But uh, Raiders actually just signed a linebacker, if I'm not mistaken. I want to say his last name is, like, Martinez, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, they just signed him. Uh, looks like the guy is actually going to be able to provide some really good quality depth. Um, look, Looks like they're, he's going to be able to go ahead and help out with not only just with the run game, but as well be able to help out with pass protection. So it's uh, really exciting to go in and see what that guy's going to be able to go in and do, especially with having some guys like the, uh, Denzel Perriman, especially with uh, J.M. Brown. You definitely want to see what this guy can go and do. Divine Diablo out there as well. You want to see what this guy can add to that linebacking core. So, guys, the next thing, just anticipating uh, the game coming up on Monday. Uh, it's going to be a big one just because not only is it a division rival, not only is it a guy that a uh, team that we think that's going to be probably up there in the top of the division. You know, it's a uh, I don't know me personally, it's just a team that I prefer to go in and just whoop on. But maybe if it's a good game and we come out with the dub, that's all I really care about. You know, it's uh, what's the old model as always just win, baby. Right now, when it comes down to that game. It's going to be very, very simple. They need to be able to apply a lot of pressure onto Patrick Mahomes. Need to get him moving, but cannot allow him to go in and get outside and go in and start getting some really big yardage. They need to figure out some sort of way to be able to contain him. Now, that's all That's all going to start right off of the line. That's going to go in and make sure that the DBs are doing their job, making sure that the wide receivers, the tight ends are not getting open. 
you know, if they're open, Patrick Mahomes is going to figure out a way to get to him. He has all kinds of nifty passes and tricks and moves that can free him up to go ahead and just get a pass out there as best as he can. So it's definitely going to be that's going to be a big, 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 big um, uh, game plan, in my opinion. I, at least I would think. But disturb Patrick Mahomes, he that kind of goes hand in hand. When it comes down to the defense, I really think it's going to, or when it really comes down to our offense and the Chiefs defense, it's really going to come down to if the Raiders are able to figure out where they have a soft spot, if they have a soft spot, you know, or what kind of matchup they can figure out to exploit. Because their defense, let's not joke around here, guys. It's not, it's not a, you know, it's it's not a joke. They're, they got a pretty solid defense when it comes down to the Kansas City Chiefs. I feel like they can also they can work the run game quite a bit not just with josh jacobs but also maybe get um zamir white zeus in there maybe get uh maybe get abdullah in there somebody get you know kind of have um a three three man rotation when it comes down to the running back position see if you guys can have those guys pick up some big time yardage switch it up a little bit maybe think that they're gonna run it up the gut when they're actually running it up the on the sideline or something like that um, you know, come up with some screen passes or something like that to go in and keep the, the defense guessing. I feel like the more the more predictable you're going to become, the easier it is for the defense to be able to just boom, react. You know, it's not so much of a of a thing that they're going to be waiting to see what's happening with the play. It's more of a thing that they already know what's going to happen with the play. And they're just going to take the, the risk of of reacting right from the get go and not necessarily reacting off based upon what's what they see you know if that makes sense but it is going to be a big deal um i think it's going to be a big game not only just with the run game but i feel like one or the two either Devonte adams or or darren waller will probably have a really game a really big game in the passing game you know maybe a touchdown or two maybe at least over 100 yards for one of them i think you know who knows maybe even both but uh, we'll we'll definitely see what happens with all that. The last thing here, guys, we'll talk uh, more about the Raiders after the game and everything. We'll maybe talk, you know, right before the game, like on Friday or something like that. But lastly here, guys, want to talk about the Dodgers. Yes, 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 yes. The Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, not only is it a historical season because they ended up winning the most games in franchise history they're currently at 110 with 51 losses if they win today that would put them over 110 i want to say that's one of the most winning seasons in major league history um i want to say it's right around the top 10 maybe even top five if i'm not mistaken i was talking to my family out there when i was in cali that they that the dodgers had the capability or they had the they had chances of being able to become some of the winning as teams of all time you know when it comes down to the to the amount of wins that they have um but absolutely incredible i mean they they guaranteed uh home field advantage for the entire playoffs you know for even all the way all the way to the world series they have the best record in the in the major leagues there's no team that's going to be able to catch up to them at this point it's really just um i don't know it's it's really just a great way to go and cap off the season now I don't really want to cap it off like right there, you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm hoping that the guys can hold up that that trophy at the end of the at the end of the season. I'm hoping that they actually come out with another World Series victory, especially with how dominant, how good this team has been for so many years now. Um, I mean, not only just me personally, me me being a big time Dodger fan, but 
my family being Dodger fans, you know, my, my cousin, if you guys know, most of you guys are friends or family, you guys know where my love of the Dodgers comes from. You know, I have a cousin, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't go. I, I really sometimes can't go without talking about him. But my cousin, Moy, he was a absolutely big time Dodger fan, probably the biggest Dodger fan of all time. And without him showing me the the Dodgers and taking me to a game and everything, I probably never would have had the the love that I have for the Dodgers at this point. But it would be absolutely amazing. I know for every single Dodger fan, knowing how good this team has been for so many years, knowing how how difficult it's been for them, you know, to be able to win World Series, knowing that they've had uh, obstacles in the way, you know, other teams cheating and whatnot and everything and all this and that. Yes, I said it. I said it, guys. Yes, the Astros, the Houston Astros cheated. Okay. So, anyways, now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> no, just kidding. But the knowing that knowing everything that, that that the Dodgers have gone through, knowing everything that they have had to face, you know, it's definitely it'll definitely be poetic in order to go in and see them holding up that trophy. Um, you're hoping that uh, these guys are now getting healthy. It seems like that's kind of the approach that they've been taking is making sure that these guys are feeling better, feeling good for the postseason, and um, you know, is ready to hit the ground running. I'm really thinking that some of the players that have been big for us this entire season are going to be can, are going to continue to be big for us. You know, when it comes down to Freddie Friedman, I feel like this guy is really motivated in order to get another championship. Um, he looked extremely happy when he ended up winning with the Braves, but you know, definitely see another level of happiness. I want to say maybe when he wins with the Dodgers, you see that uh, Mookie Betts has been incredible this entire season. He was a big deal or a big help when it came down to him winning with the Red Sox. It was a big deal when it came down to us winning in 2020 as well. Um, you see that Cody Bellinger is starting to get his things going a little bit more. He's uh, looking a little bit better. He's looking a little bit more like Belly, like Belly from his MVP season. You know, he's starting to round into that form again. Uh, you see that Trey Turner is going to be doing a lot of big things. We're not only just on the defensive side, and especially with all these players that I've been mentioning, they're great defenders as well. Mookie's going to be covering that outfield like a glove. He's going to uh, same thing with Belly. He covers a lot of ground out there in center field. You know, when it comes down to Trey, he he covers a lot of field, a lot of uh, room in that outfield or in the infield. Um, even with Mookie, you have Mookie who can even play second base out there as well. So you have a lot of different ways of being able to move these guys around. Really, really um, fortunate, honestly, that we have a lot of guys that are able to play so many different positions and, ever, and able to play at such a high level. You know, you uh, if you haven't if you haven't followed or if you haven't followed the Dodgers online yet, like on Instagram or something, <laughs> you get to see that Will Smith, the catcher, uh, great player as well. By the way, I'm thinking that he's going to have a big time um, postseason as well. He ended up posting a little bit of a Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 um, game night and everything for all the guys. You got to see that. And it was really, really cool to go and see that. You know, the guys are staying loose. It's not it's not all serious and everything, you know, when it comes down to them course you have a level of seriousness that you want to have or want to maintain you know because you um you know you want to go and make sure that, that the team is thriving and moving forward but you also want to be able to uh, unwind you know if you would you want to be able to unwind you want to be able to you know relax and and have a good time overall because you do think that in my opinion when you feel that way when you don't feel pressure or anything like that, you have, I don't know, you play looser. You play, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but I can only speak from experience. I mean, I never played anything professionally or anything like that, you know, but um, 
I don't know, growing up in high school, I felt the pressure when it came down to like my coaches telling me like, hey, you got to go ahead and we got to go out there. We got to get this win or whatever. Oh, we haven't. <laughs> it's going to feel bad saying it. But in my freshman year of football, of high school football, we didn't win a single game. <laughs> we did not win a single game. We were at the end of the season. We felt the pressure just to get one victory, just to see one W. You know what I mean? <laughs> but we still didn't get it. <laughs> I'll be honest with you guys. We still didn't get it. But, <laughs> but being able to go in and feel that pressure or like he, even having that little bit of pressure for that little bit of time, you know, it just made things worse, honestly. If we were able to be, be a little bit more loose, you know, not have that type of pressure on us or anything like that, who knows? Maybe we would have been out there more carefree, just be a little bit looser. And, and I don't know, I feel like sometimes we have, like, it, I, I guess it depends on the person, but when you have a certain amount of pressure, you know, some people, they tend to fold under pressure when it comes down to it. Maybe I'm just saying that I'm one of those people, you know, <laughs> but um, I don't know. There's also been other times. I mean, Phil Jackson talks about it a lot. Like if you have people who are not stressed out about everything that's going on, they have people that are more loose and a little bit more calm. They tend to play better. You know, Phil Jackson with the Lakers explained that a lot in his time playing with coaching the Lakers shit, even when he was coaching the, the Bulls. You know, he talked a lot, of, talked a lot about that. Uh, but you know, just to go in and just kind of wrap up the podcast here, guys, I don't want to ramble on. I've been going on now for like almost a half hour, but um, just wanted to go in and just stop rambling on. Uh, when it comes down to Dodgers, we'll see what happens. Um, last game is tonight going against the Rockies. Um, hopefully they maybe get the win. So that way they get over 110 wins. They'll end up uh, 111 wins and 51 losses. It'll be really incredible. Um, again, most most of the franchises ever had. Uh, this team is really just going to go down to the record books. And if they cap it off with a, with the World Series victory, even better. But um, we'll end it there, though, guys. We'll talk more about the Dodgers and everything when it comes down to the playoffs. Once it gets closer to that, uh, we'll talk more about LeBron, AD, and the Lakers and what to expect about that. And then we'll also talk about the uh, about the Raiders as well once it gets closer to that Monday night game. So just going to wrap it up here, guys, I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in today, for listening. Hope you guys have a great Wednesday. Hope you guys have a great day, great rest of your week. I'll probably be talking to you guys again on Friday, as I mentioned. But until then, guys, have a great day. Take care of your family. Love on your family. You know, go in and do something good for, for somebody out there if you can. But until next time, guys, peace.